Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. to a live edition of Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 154 for The Revenge of the Sixth, 2016. It's like a... That, that's a lame Star Wars joke. No, it's not. I, I, I like the other one better. May the Fourth be with you. That that just works better. Revenge that's of the Sixth? Uh, I mean, it sort of works. It, it definitely works for the Empire fans. It certainly does. We have some Empire fans around, from what I hear. We sure do. We yep. sure do. <laughs> Like I am, I am surrounded by, by the empire. So you've decapitated a bunch of empires, and you have their heads. Possibly, or the helmets can, are empty. We will never I, know. I can neither confirm nor deny. But I think, I think, in a little while, hopefully, we will be visited by the people who wear these helmets. Interesting. Um, well, Trevor, seeing as you're speaking, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm the Frilate. Cool. I don't the know where to the, look. The rest of I, you can carry on as if we're doing a regular show now. Okay. And I'm well, Adrian Michaud. And I'm Kelly, the classy one. <laughs> classy yes. Kelly. Yes, you were. Yes. I'm sorry, but Classy Kelly sounds like a stage name. I'm just going to go there. <laughs> I'm just, sounds yeah. not so classy. Cowboy shooting name. That's classy-ish. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's better than... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. Yeah, you know. Cool. All right. Well, why don't we, uh, you know, do the show like we normally do, and let's start with Trevor with what he did with guns this week. All right. Um, I did. Uh, I did some of this this week. I went out revolver shooting with um, Snuffleupagus. He um, he bought himself a Ruger GP100 and hadn't shot it yet. So we went out to the range with some uh, newly loaded 38 Special that I put together. And some 357 Magnum. Um, I also got to shoot the Paratus, and I thought of it. Well, I was kind of proud of what I had done until I spoke to Adriel, and Adriel kicked me in the ego. Um, <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, Adriel, I put six rounds through Paratus in 1.36 seconds." He's like, well, "Why so slow?" <laughs> don't don't want to hurt the poor Turkish shotgun. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't seen you post any times, Adriel. We'll have to do some video. You have to do some video. The challenge is on, big guy. Six rounds and under 1.36. Bring it on. Didn't you sell that? Yeah. I He's still <laughs> using it, though. He, he, only, he sells it uh, with the caveat that, well, I'm going to actually keep it. I'm going to take your money, keep the gun, and use it until I'm done with it. Then I'll send it to you. I can't I can't remember, but um, it, so I sold it to Mark, and I may have actually shot it before he did. <laughs> like at, at the ring. Oh, Mark, you brought it. Cool. Can I try it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else did I do? I did some um, some shooting with my Thompson Center Venture Predator. I mounted the um, new to the gun, my Vortex Viper, in three to nine, and went out and sighted it in with um, 
some of the hand loads that I made for it, Winchester brass and a 40 grain VMAX bullet, which is a little light, but it shoots really accurate. So it's fast, it's accurate, but of course it's going to have its limitations, right? It's only 40 grains. It's going to get pushed around in the wind. I've got some 50 grainers that I'm going to keep trying to develop a load for with benchmark powder and hopefully uh, that will work better. I also shot my um, TAC 21, my 308, Remington 308, Remington 700 308, and I ran into uh, an issue, and I'm not sure if it's the rifle or the brass, but the 100 pieces of Lapua brass that I bought, I fired some through the rifle once and then next sized them, and then I fired some through the rifle for the first time, and when I got home, after cleaning them in my stainless steel tumbler, I noticed that they all had a crack down by the base where you would get case head separation. And I'm not sure what to attribute that to, whether it's just a bad batch of Lapua brass or there's a head spacing issue with the rifle. I've talked to a couple of gunsmiths and um, one of the common suggestions was that I rolled the shoulder too far back while resizing. Only problem is I've never full and three sized that brass. I've only neck sized it and the collet die doesn't touch the shoulder. So I'm pretty confident I can rule out the uh, possibility of it being the a resizing issue. So if it's a headspace issue, why isn't my Winchester brass cracking? And my Winchester brass is not cracking. So I don't know what's going on. I've got the rifle with me this weekend. I'm going to take it to the same gunsmith who built my Garan and who's working on my M305 because he has a 308 uh, chamber gauge and he has headspace gauges. So I stripped it out of the chassis, which kind of broke my heart to take it all apart like that. But whatever. I got a note, right? So he thought uh, if the barrel had actually become loosened backed off of the action that would of course increase the head space but i mean it's it's not loose enough where i could push it you know actually manipulate it with my hands but anyway who knows so we'll be uh, we'll be getting that looked at this weekend hopefully it'll be nothing too serious and other than that i continue to do some more brass prep this time for 30-06 i loaded up some 30-06 because my new uh vortex viper hs 4 to 16 by 44 came in and I mounted that to my Savage Model 111 and I will shoot that at the range with Filthy and Fred on Saturday to fire form some brass and um, develop a load for that. My uh, Sinclair trimmer is on the way and so is my Sinclair neck turner. I've been reaming primer pocket or uniforming primer pockets and deburring flash holes but that's as far as I'm going to go until I get these tools. I'm going to hook up with one of the uh, precision rifle guys from my club who has a, a long history of reloading precision ammunition and match grade ammo. And uh, I'm going to invite him over for a little tutorial before I get to work on the 308 press and the rest of my uh, 30-06. Before I start turning necks, I'm going to get this guy to show me how to do it because if you take too much off the neck, you've ruined the brass. So Take too much off the neck, heads will roll. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so and uh, Oh, I've got a funny story to tell. <laughs> You guys have heard me talk about Burns. I just refer to him as Burns. He's a member of the gun club and shoots at, um, he's a member of the gun club and he works for Canada Post. So before I left work on Wednesday, I checked the tracking number on my scope and the Canada Post tracking number said that my scope was delivered, which I thought that was unusual because I wasn't home to receive the package. So I drive to my house. It's not there. There's no door knocker. I go to the post office to pick up the parcel. It's not there. At this time, I'm losing my mind because my $1,000 Vortex scope is in somebody's hands other than my own. Uh, Colin Matthew, I'm freaking out. 
Yeah, he did. He called me and freaked out, and it was a, a good half hour to forty five minutes of trying to talk mm-hmm. Trevor down meltdown. From I was just he was losing it. He was on his way down the road. Yeah, I I may have used some of the terms like violence and biblical proportions in the yes, same yes. sentence. <laughs> he was going to go biblical instead of going postal. If you kind of get that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's um, linked, right? Postal. so i i I put the tracking number in the computer and it comes up with the initials j b which are the same initials as my friend who's in the gun club who happens to work for canada post and he's facebooked me before to say hey you got a parcel i saw it you'll it'll be there when you get there today when you get home and i'm like thanks for the heads up that's what tracking numbers are for it's creepy that you're checking my mail (laughs) (laughs) so naturally when uh, it said that it was delivered and i saw jb like that's him so i click on the signature and i can't make out the first name i think it was signed for by a doctor because it was just like ah (laughs) so uh but the last name looks like burns so i'm like son of a gun he's got my package i'm calling i'm calling like i'm psycho calling i'm like ex-girlfriend calling you won't pick up so i keep calling calling that's what i'm doing click Call again. Click. Call again. Stalkerish. Anyway, I finally get a hold of him. Do you have my package? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, First of all, he's like, "Who is this?" Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are, but I will. I have find the package. You. I'll meet you at the docks. <laughs> I was trying to do my impression of Taken. When I find you, I will kill you. <laughs> Take so, I mean, they made three of those movies. Three movies, Taken. I mean. I didn't see any of them. It didn't really right. kind of do anything well, for me. It's like it's like he said in Deadpool. Uh, after a while, you just got to think he's a bad parent, right? So, <laughs> not my joke. Anyway, um, so Burns says, no, I don't have your package, but this doesn't make sense. So Burns basically breaks into Canada Post, gets the driver's telephone number, calls the driver at home, uh, figures out where my package went. So I, I, I'm looking out the window and his truck pulls up. I'm like, oh, he's here. This is unusual. Why is he here? Uh, he better have my package. So I go outside, and he's banging on my neighbor's door. I'm like, oh, it's over there? He's like, yeah, it's over here. And he's bang. I'm like, it's cool, man. I went over there. He's not home. I'll, I'll go back later. It's fine. Next thing you know, the door opens. Hello, hello. He's yelling into the house. Nobody answers. What does he do? Heart bigger than brain. He walks into my neighbor's house, sees the package <laughs> on the counter, takes the packages, and he's walking up the street with this big grin. I got your package. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, technically, it's still under his care and control, right? Because he's the mailman, maybe? No, not for that route. I don't no, know what no. to tell you. Technic- <laughs> technically, he committed a B&E. That's well, nothing happened. got broken, so it's just an E. True, yeah. <laughs> he, so, got, he committed an E. A little later on, I'm sitting out on the front step talking to a, a colleague of mine who happened to stop by to solicit money from me. And, um, and for, Sorry for, about that, by the way. No, uh, no, <laughs> you wouldn't do this to me. He sold me tickets on prizes like chainsaws and trimmers and stuff I would never... What are you going to do with a chainsaw? Sell it. Like, sell it and buy a gun. (laughs) What am I going to do with a chainsaw? If you ever lose a hand, you could get it attached. Uh, Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, My father has a scar on his lip from using a chainsaw, and the chain broke and knocked all his teeth out. I'm like, yeah, no chainsaws. I swore them off for life. So, anyway, uh, where was I? Squirrel. Um, You were cutting a squirrel in half of the chainsaw. He was selling you stuff on... Uh, on the oh. porch, yeah. You're not so, supposed to point him back on the right track, Kelly. You're just supposed to point him job. back onto a track. <laughs> Any track will do. 
Um, so anyway, my neighbor comes over and he apologizes to me. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't bring your packages over. You must have been worried about them or whatever. I'm like, so let me get this straight. I sent a Canada Post employee to break into your house and you're apologizing to me. <laughs> we are good. We are good. So this is what was in one of those packages. This is my brand new Tanfoglio Limited Custom Extreme with an added gas pedal thumb rest put on it. The gas pedal makes it go faster. The gas pedal does make it. You, put, you, push, you push the muzzle down when you're throwing the bullets and they go faster. Make some, yep. <laughs> this, is, this is muzzle control right there. You know? so, That's it, basically. Yeah. So this I, is, I have an adjective for it, but I'm not allowed to say it. An adjective for the, the, the gas pedal? No, for the Tanfoglio. Oh, for the Tanfoglio. Oh. Yeah. Is it because it's inappropriate for younger ears, or is it because Trevor doesn't like you if you say something bad about his new gun? Oh, I'm not saying anything bad about the new gun. Oh, well, in that case, that answers my question. <laughs> All right. Now, I need to know if he is uh, suggesting that you mount that to the bottom of an AR. Ooh, that's a good idea. It's nice and silver and chrome. It'd match really well. It would. You're... See? Silver and chrome. So, oh, I remember now, <laughs> Kelly. I just couldn't. Yeah, Kelly referred to my gun as something that I made her agree to never refer to it in public as, even oh. if it is true. It is an adjective that applies, but it's not a. It's not. Uh, I'm, a I'm allowed to say it. Not about my gun. No, you get your own Tanfogo. You can call it pretty. This one is. This one's. But she said that your gun is pretty. She did. <laughs> you know, uh, every time it switches to Matthew. Jewel is behind him holding a different firearm every single time. <laughs> it's awesome. And she has a different t-shirt on, doesn't she? Yes, she does. Every single time. <laughs> That's epic. I'm a trained observer. So I think um, there's a lot, of, a lot of some German hate going on in here. Yeah, I guess so. So um, I think that's all I did. So... Uh, Matthew, do you want to go next? Sure. I uh, I did actually quite a bit of shooting this uh, last week or so. I got out to the range with uh, my brother-in-law and my nephews, and we shot um, some handguns and some AR and some 50 Beowulf, which was really fun. I haven't shot 50 Beowulf in quite a while. Um, I now I've, I've all of the ammo that I had is gone, so now I need to get some more 50 Beowulf loaded. So Owen, if you're listening, that's your job. <laughs> You load the 50, I'll shoot it. Trevor's having issues there. Anyway, we'll, we'll continue on. No, um, no so yeah, no my issue. brother is a videographer, or my brother. My brother-in-law is a videographer and, uh, um, and a media guru, I guess. And so we threw together, and we haven't. he hasn't finished editing it yet, but we got the footage for uh, a pretty cool gun video. So we've got footage of all kinds of guns being shot and... Uh, I'm not going to describe what the video is going to be. You're just going to have to wait for it to come out. But needless to say, I basically shot all of my guns um, on Saturday. And and there was one point where he... (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) Those of you not watching, that's my wife in the background uh, making chatty motions behind me. Anyway, at one point, uh, it must have been apparent how much fun I was having because Aaron said to me, look, if we don't want to do this, you don't have to. (laughs) I'm like, no, no, we're good. So anyhow, uh, we finished off the day by going back to my parents and shooting some Tannerite. And um, we didn't tell my mom first that we were going to shoot the Tannerite. And so we were setting up and, uh, and, you know, we shot the, the the first target and... 
we get a text message from from the house saying, "What the heck is that? Is everybody still alive?" <laughs> We're like, "No, no, everything's good. It's it's hold on." And then we shot another one, and that one made the house windows rattle, apparently. And uh, then then people got angry with us. My mother mostly. <laughs> so we had to stop rattling the houses around the neighborhood, apparently. But anyway, it was all in good fun. We had a, a really good time. Shot, shot a lot of guns, blew up some Tannerite, and, uh, and yeah, that's basically it for now. Um, I guess we'll move on to Kelly. What did you do this week, Kelly? I went to SFRC, and I returned that bolt carrier group for my AR-15. And You returned yeah. it? Yeah, I did. Uh, so I applied it to something Kevin's going to be getting, so when he, go, when he goes this week to get it, I'm going to be getting his bolt carrier group, so... That's what I did. I'm sorry, Kelly. I laughed while you were talking. Filthy just sat down next to me, and I said, why, why aren't you wearing your regular helmet? He informed me that this is his drinking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it is more stylish. Does he have to use a straw? That's what I want to know. I, I want. He does. He uses a straw. <laughs> <laughs> yes, filthy. Uh, filthy is drinking his Jameson's through a straw. Jameson's. Well, through, it's not just a straw. It's a curly straw. It's a curly it's straw. I mean, everybody. <laughs> they will hear you if you speak. <laughs> Can't you just interface with your uh, your audio jack on your helmet there, Filthy? Your equipment is far too primitive. Ah, uh, it doesn't interface <laughs> properly. No Bluetooth for you then, huh? No. Well, in the new car, yes. In the new car. <laughs> Listeners, uh, you missed out if you're not watching the live show. We've uh, Filthy is is here with us with Trevor, and uh, he's got his helmet on and. It's it's hilarious. Hopefully you you can go back and watch the YouTube video that'll be posted later. But anyhow, speaking of primitive, yeah. Speaking of primitive, isn't that Han Solo's blaster? This is Han Solo's blaster before it's turned into the blaster. Yeah, the broom handle Mauser. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of guns that are old. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Sorry. So we cut off Kelly. We'll, we'll let Kelly continue yeah. on now. Hey, no, it's okay. Go ahead. No, no, he's, he's, he's got his liquor, he's got his helmet, he's all set. Yeah, he's Bill's, good to go. Bill's happy. He's got his Jamisons. Yeah. So, um, yeah, other than that, I went to the range on Sunday, and I did some uh, shooting with my Glock 17. And other than that, nothing much. I'm still waiting for my uh, membership, though, Trevor. Um, it's in the mail. Membership for... <laughs> the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights. These guys right here. CCFR. Not yes. to be confused with, with CRR. Yeah. <laughs> Never. So other than that, nothing. Other than that, nothing. nothing. Just, just that. Yeah. So, Adriel, what about you? Uh, let's see here. Well, I hit the range on uh, Saturday. Saturday I hit the range. I, I re-zeroed my AR. I've got some of that. Uh, oh, what kind of ammo was that? Uh, not too ammo. PMC. I got a whole crate of that PMC stuff from Canada Ammo because it was relatively cheap, and uh, it's actually not bad for accuracy. I was getting right around two and a half inches, I guess, which for fifty cents a shot, uh, I can't I can't fault that that much. It's brass cased. Um, so yeah, I sighted in for that. Um, I tested the Pardus with the charging handle fix, so I've kind of I I had to sand it a bit to fit that charging handle in. 
and uh, and now that it's in, uh, it stays in because it's actually hitting that detent. So it ran just fine. I ran some more three-inch magnums through it just to beat it up a little bit and, and wear it in. Um, I took my Stoger out as well, and I'm I'm having a problem where the bolt is bouncing out of battery. So I've got a uh, I've got a camera here that can do right around 1,200 FPS, so it can really slow things down. And one of the things I'm seeing is that on some of the shots, the bolt is coming forward, hitting. And then the the uh, bolt body or the uh, I guess on an AR it'd be like a BCG is coming out a little bit and it's unlocking the bolt head. And uh, when I pull the trigger, nothing. I got to click because the bolt is unlocked and therefore it's not striking that firing pin, which is a good thing because the bolt's of course, not locked. Yeah, you don't want that anyways. blowing up out of battery. So I don't know if that's the recoil. It might be the recoil spring. It might just be worn out because uh, I got this this shotgun secondhand. So it might be the recoil spring. Um, I'm not quite sure though. So um, if if any listeners have any ideas on what that could be, I'd be interested to know. Um, after that range visit and that part is working like awesome, uh, I. Um, Went on Wholesale Sports website, and I saw a couple of those SSs. They're also semi-automatic. They have the spring on the on the front instead of in the stock. Otherwise, they're exactly the same. Um, one, of my, one of the listeners on my, or one of the listeners, one of the uh, viewers on my YouTube channel mentioned that those Partis SLs, the action and the bolt, is, is a ripoff of the uh, Beretta 390, I think is, is, is the one it was. Is it ripoff enough that you can actually swap some parts around, like some of the I don't know, like, but what I what I looked up some images of the uh, the uh, Beretta 390 bolt, uh, the charging handle, the operating mechanism, like it's it's all very very similar. So I think it's uh, it's it's pretty close. That like I'm not looking at that, at that saying like wow I'm getting a Beretta 390. I'm looking at that and saying I'm getting a rip off of a Beretta 390, like a clone <laughs> of one for for like 220. That's what the SSs are going for, and they've they're just with the spring at the front, right? So I bought two. Um, and I'll just... <laughs> of course. <laughs> We're just going to start calling you Trevor from now on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to buy a gun a month, but not two at a time. <laughs> well, you know, this isn't like, I, I don't need duplicates, uh, for myself. I'm just, I'm just thinking like at 220, I can probably buy these things right now, hold on to them for six months until there's none left on the market. And then 220 for a semi-automatic, uh, shotgun, uh, in 12 gauge is, just too low. I'll, I'll be able to resell them for more than that. Five hundred bucks. We'll see. <laughs> for you, Kelly, five hundred. For you, Trevor, six hundred. Yeah. For you, my very good friend, six fifty. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's what my Stoger cost. My Stoger cost me six hundred and fifty dollars. That's a good deal if you look at them in, at Cabela's right now. They're right around eight hundred, eight fifty. So, um, you know, semi-automatic shotguns are expensive. So to get one for two twenty that works is, uh, in my opinion, a good deal. So I, I got the two SSs, and um, a listener of Slamfire uh, emailed me at the Hunting Gear Guy and told me that the SL in 20-gauge doesn't actually use that that iron sight front and back that's on the image on Wholesale Sports because the, the images that are on Wholesale Sports websites aren't accurate, right? Uh, so I bought that too, the uh, of SL course. in 20-gauge. <laughs> How many shotguns did you buy this month, Andrew? Uh... Carry the one. Five. Five. Five shotguns this month. Good. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good deal, so I uh, I got a lot of shotguns. 
And then, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen these. Okay, so you, you use like a regular uh, white flashlight is usually what I use. Uh, if you shoot a deer and it, it, it runs 60 yards into the bush or whatever, oh, um, I usually use like a... What's that? You're, descri- you're describing jacking deer. You're like, use a white flashlight. Whenever you shoot yards. deer at night. Yes, a there. big, powerful, bright one, though. <laughs> yeah. Carry on, yeah. You, I typically use like a, a white LED flashlight for uh, for tracking deer. Um but jacking, tracking, tracking, okay. tracking. <laughs> Remember, go to a friend's house instead. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but like, uh, is it Gerber? No, who who puts out the the color sensing or the 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 blood finding flashlight? I, I don't think it's Gerber. It's uh, ah, doesn't matter. Anyways, they've got like this uh, color tinted flashlight that's supposed to make blood uh, like really jump out. They've got a demo of it. I, I've seen the demo. I don't really believe the demo because it's just too good to be true. Like just the the fact that it jumps out so quickly. Um, but I I, uh, I messaged a company that makes them and I asked them to send me one, and they sent me one. So did you and cut yourself so that you could try it? And it's right here. There's the uh, there's the flashlight right there. How many oh, flashlights no. do you have on that? It's just on the side. See, look at that. You get this Whoa. blue. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, I can see blood already. It's a nice strong blue light that you get there. And uh, yeah, so I just I, I threw it on uh, on this guy right here. <laughs> I've got a scope there. I've got a, a red dot on the side. Yeah, you need that scoop. And uh, yeah, Trevor's joking <laughs> on his ring. <laughs> Adriel, you've got to describe this for the people who aren't uh, watching and who are just listening. Okay. No, don't. It's really, it's really hard to describe it. Okay, it so really this is. is uh, no, it's not. It's a POS. <laughs> it's described. Oh, isn't that? Yeah, look at that. What Two plus. Yeah. Side bipod. Damn. A side bipod. I mean, that's the best kind of bipod. If you're going to have a bipod on your gun, it better be sideways. So that way, okay. it lets you shoot. A diagnosis um... for what you have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I'm going to do a demo here. Yeah. All right. So, here we go. I apologize for all the people out there who uh, can't see this, but go check out the video. Another crotch shot. So you yeah. wonder, you wonder what this bipod's here for on the side. Well, this is this is for your urban prone or your uh, uh, modified prone, right? You oh, here we go. Like that. Yep. Yep. Ready? Yep. Just oh, like Shazam! That, yeah, there it is, right there. <laughs> that, and you know what? I don't know why Chris Costa doesn't have this on his gun right now. <laughs> You never go full mall ninja. You went full mall. <laughs> <laughs> Wiser words have never been spoken. Well, you do it when it's fun. <laughs> oh, man. That was hilarious. Good one, man. <laughs> As it falls over. Every list I have, you're off of it. <laughs> every, every, and there are a few government lists you've just made. Yeah, probably. That's a dangerous looking firearm. Very dangerous. All right, that's all I did in guns this week. <laughs> oh, you built the world's worst SKS. Congratulations. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, comments here on the YouTube channel. Uh, sure, read them off. Mark Nielsen says, could be a weak recoil spring, not keeping it in battery. That's what I think it is. Uh, easiest thing to try first cost-wise, or if can borrow one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm trying. And then one from David. Angel, did you show the SKS yet? I just Yeah, just we just it. did. <laughs> That's my question too. David asks, uh, "How heavy is it?" Uh, with all the the uh, accessories, <laughs> with all the features on it, there. 
it's a uh, it's twelve pounds. It's a solid twelve pound <laughs> gun. You know who doesn't need a twelve pound gun to help soak up the punishing recoil of the thirty nine thirty seventy six nine seventy six two. There we go. Well, you know, I haven't addressed that just yet oh, because uh, the uh, it is threaded on the on the muzzle there. You could so, put a uh, muzzle brake on. I need to put a brake on there. Yes, you it's do. Have a brake. I can't believe it doesn't have a brake, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. It should have a brake. It should have a brake. That's <laughs> <laughs> awful. Awesome. So I'm surrounded by Millsurp and 1911s, and on the other end, he's breaking out the SKSs. Of course he is. He knows you're there. You love SKSs, Trevor. No, I love 10 <laughs> It's pretty. I love Glock. We discussed this, Kelly. <laughs> it's kind of pretty. I mean, it is. Like it's serious. got like accents, like chrome accents on it. It's, it's, it's like a big black Buick with like the chrome grill and the chrome bumper. And, uh-huh. yeah. You Meanwhile, see this face? Men this is what a gun's supposed to look like, majestic. Trevor. Just saying. Yeah. Black. There's one right here. It's all good. Don't yeah. worry. Oh, here's my other gun. It's all black, too. Oh, here's my other gun. It's also all black. <laughs> all black. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, roll into um, upcoming events. And I'm just going to rip through these pretty quick because we do mention them every week. And I'm sure the listeners are getting tired of hearing about them. Every single week. Some of them we do want to point out, though, that are important to us is, uh, and this one's coming up fairly soon, actually, within the month, um, the first annual Ronnie DeGroote Rocket with your Glock Out Steel Challenge. That's June 4th, so that's uh, that's just under a month from now. It's a steel challenge at uh, Restigouche Gun Club, so if you're anywhere near northern New Brunswick, I highly recommend you come out and uh, and participate in that because it's going to be and a lot of fun. Matthew, if anyone's in the area and wants a little warm-up, Mo will be hosting a steel challenge on May 15th at the Petty Kodiak Gun Club. Oh, okay, cool. So anybody who's down in that area who's going to be coming up to this one, and even if you're not and you want to get in on a steel challenge, you can head down there and shoot with Mo. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be there. You should come along, Matthew. I might. What? When did you say it was? May 15th. Uh, that's a possibility. We'll see. All right. Uh, so the 6th annual charity shoot is coming up in support of Soldier On. It's taking place June 25th, so uh, just uh, it's coming up here real soon too, about two months. It's uh, Kingston, Ontario at the Brockville District Fish and Game Club. So if you're interested in that, you can contact New Shooter Canada uh, or check out the event's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Any updates on that, Kelly? Nope, just if you're out of province, make sure you sign up soon because of the fact you'll need the invite to apply for your ATT. That's here. right. I should probably get on that, shouldn't I? Uh, me too. Uh, Kelly, is the Course of Fire published anywhere? Yeah, it's posted on the the event page. If you need it, I can also send it to you as well. Yeah, round so counts and distances. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll send it to you. Cool. And the other thing is, too, I also just posted... Uh, stuff for the Friday with RJ Woods for our solutions training. He is going to be there on Friday, but if you're coming for that, uh, just check out what's needed for it, the equipment needed. Some people asked about that, so I posted it on the event page as well. So That's it. Cool. Okay. Um, so they got your sixth Wounded Warrior charity shoot that's being held at the Edson Fishing Game Club uh, in Alberta. That's July 16th and 17th. You can go to gotyoursixshoot.com for more info. The Rocky Mountain 300 is coming up in June as well. That is uh, taking place in Colorado. So if you're from Colorado and want to check that out, you can go to rockymountain300.weebly.com for more info on that one. 
Um, the ORA is putting on a precision rifle match in Connaught in uh, Ottawa. That's May 7th and 8th. So basically too late. By the time you hear, hear this, it will be over probably <laughs> because that's this weekend. Um, and also we have the CNSCA Sporting Clays National Championship coming up September 1 through 4. And there's a big long link that I could read out, but I'm not going to because I'm pretty sure it's on last week's show notes. Just go onto our website and click on that if you want more information on that. So that brings us to the news. You got news? Yeah, the news. <laughs> well, I got, I got, a, I got one piece. It's, it's kind of uh, region centric, I guess, to Alberta here. But oh, just because you uh, live in Alberta, you think it's important? <laughs> I'm kidding. Our breweries are poor, and they've got all this oil that we've got to, you know, <laughs> they're burning car. our oil. Marine oil for your guns, right? Not just vegetable oil. You need real oil. Uh, yeah. So there was a there was a fire in Fort McMurray. They evacuated. It was. I think it still people. is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The evacuation still in play right now. Uh, there's a couple of really interesting uh, things that uh, uh, that the firearms community is doing for this. Uh, the CCFR had mentioned that there's a range that. Uh, so if if anyone fled, and I don't know, maybe they were like on their way back from the range, and they had to evacuate, and they had it restricted with them. There's a range that's allowing uh, people to camp out there, and because it's a range, your ATT is good to take it to the range and camp out there. So well, that's, um, that's one thing that uh, that was out there. Another was that uh, P and D in Edmonton, just in the, in the downtown, uh, they were offering to store people's uh, firearms for up to six months for free. Uh, so it's just a, a lot of things that people are doing to uh, to help out with the community and help out with this evacuation. I mean, eighty thousand people is a that's a, a whack of people that ha- that have been displaced uh, due to this wildfire, and uh, it's it's really cool to see the community coming forward and uh, and really helping out here. Yes, it is very cool. Yeah. Thank you for that update. Obviously, our thoughts and prayers are with all those people out there in Fort Murray because that's uh, that's crazy. I've been seeing some pictures and some video from that, and it's like straight out of an apocalyptic movie. It's it's nuts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Any other news? Nothing's written down, so I'm gonna have to say no. So I guess that brings us to the main topic, which is Q and A with live listeners. So listeners, uh, now's your chance. You can head on over to our YouTube channel. Uh, if, hopefully you're there already. Otherwise, how are you listening to this? Because this is live. So anybody there with a comment or a question? Um, We've got 14 people here. Uh, Steven. Hi, Steven. Hi, Steven. Steven then took the shot clinic with us. You know, Steven, he's like 14 oh, and a half. Oh, Steven. Tall. Big yeah. Steve. Big yeah. Steve. <clears throat> Bigfoot saw Steven once, but nobody believes him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David's actually mentioning a couple things that we forgot on news. Uh, there was uh, the Troy Par rifle is available now. What's that? Oh, that that's the pump action uh, AR in two two three or, or three hundred uh, blackout. It's the perfect New Brunswick trunk gun. It's non restricted. It's an AR platform pump action. What's it called again? Par, the Troy Par rifle. Troy Par. You're gonna have to spell gonna that do, for me. Uh, I'm gonna screen share my uh, my screen here so you guys can. Yeah, I want to see a picture of this thing. This thing looks like, and uh, it looks something like that. It looks heavy. So it does. It does look a little bit I mean, heavy. These, yes. these guns ain't good for much. Let's see here. <laughs> oh, that doesn't look so bad. No, it's not so bad. With yeah, yeah, and it's pump action. You could put all kinds of stuff on that one. It's oh, yeah. pump action, it and it's a thousand dollars. Yeah. So there's only one one drawback to this rifle. And that is, it's going to take an AR mag. And normally, 
I say that's a that's a positive. Like you don't want a mini fourteen because right. it takes a proprietary mag, right? So you're only ever going to have five rounds. Um, but in Canada, because there's no capacity restriction on bolt action rifles, it would be great if this didn't. If it had, yeah. If it had its own mag, we could have thirty round mags in it. But yep. since they're going to fit in an AR, if they're an AR mag, they're going to have to be pinned. But I mean, you're still going to get uh, uh, you're still going to be able to go hunting with a a pump action rifle that holds 15 rounds when you go Beowulf. So, are they available in Canada now? Yeah. Who's got them? Who's carrying them? Uh, Muffin sent me the link today. Or maybe it's just I Run Guns that's taking them in. They got non-restricted status anyway. Yeah, I want to I wanna link to where I can buy one. Yeah, David's uh, mentioning that Nut and Fancy did a, a big review on them. They've got a, a folding stock because you know, they don't have the bolt buffer tube Nut in there. Fancy. Um, and they also come in uh, in th- in three weight family, so three oh eight uh, seven by seven millimeter by Audi or seven oh eight uh, two forty three three thirty eight uh, Federal that kind of thing. So also because it's a pump action, we're not going to be restricted to eighteen and a half inch barrels for this too. Yeah, that's cool. I kind of yeah. like that. I mean, it's no replacement for an AR. But... No, but it's well, it's something that we can use out in the woods though. And, yeah. I mean, let's face it, out hunting, you most often a pump action is going to be just fine because I can get off, you know, as much, well, I can get off many rounds with my pump action shotgun, not as fast as a semi, but fast enough. And, oh yeah, for you and I, it's good. But for other provinces that do have capacity restrictions for hunting, meh. But this yeah. is definitely appealing for you and I. Yeah, this is very appealing for you and I, yes. So it's a race, do you guess one first? It It really is. <laughs> I run guns, man. The muffin sent me a link to the to both of them on I run guns. And what are they going for on there? Uh, standby. Just send me the link. I got my credit card ready. Okay. <laughs> is... My wife's in the background shaking right her there. head. <laughs> oh man, check out this weight. There's six pounds. Oh, go, say again, Air Jill. There's six pounds flat. Six. Really? I I can do six pounds. What, what did you say, Trevor? Uh, just reminding Jewel that all guns cost only two hundred dollars. Yeah, guns are only $200 and ammo is free. It's true. Comes in really a blackout, two two three, and then they've also got the uh, the midweight one, 308. That one's 8.5 pounds. It's a little bit heavier yeah, for the... Yeah, a little the, chunky the for me. Hey, Matthew, I sent the link to you on Facebook. Nice. Cool. Well, what else do we got from listeners? Uh, the other one was uh, David had also mentioned that the Ruger Precision Rifle was just updated. $990, Matthew, but I don't know if that's U.S. or not. Uh, that's probably American. Is that the 16-inch uh, barrel one? Because there's a, there's one with a 16-inch barrel. Uh, this is the 300 Blackout. Uh, oh, i got to no. interrupt you real quick. Uh, I just got to give a shout-out to my nephew, Liam. He, uh, he just sent me a Facebook message saying that he's listening. So, Liam, hi there. How is it going? If you go to our YouTube thing, you can leave a message that all of us would be able to see. I'm just saying, if you wanted to do that. Okay, Trevor. Hi, Liam. Hi, Liam. Um, the 223 has a 16-inch barrel, guys. <laughs> I'm drooling. And, the, and a folding stock, and it's 943. I'm, I'm drooling all over the place here. I'm aroused. I am very. <laughs> yeah, she, she's wiping the drool off my face. Uh, all right, I'm going to show this enhanced. 
rifle that uh, yeah get out of the way there so there's the uh, there's the new precision enhanced precision rifle oh I want one in 6.5 uh, Creedmoor please yeah, they're more expensive. Uh, these guys come with a muzzle brake. Uh, it's a different forend on it, and that back part of the bolt that was plastic that was kind of crappy. If you've if you've fired one of these, it's like the crappiest part on the rifle. Um, they've updated that as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rather than building another rifle, I think I'd just be happy buying this one, six point five three more. I think you know if if you were looking at uh, at getting into the precision rifle game and you're getting into it for the first time, yeah, why build one when you can just buy this thing off the shelf? Because the thing that um, you know a lot of built rifles do is that the bolt doesn't telescope into the stock like this one does, so that the action can actually sit really low on it. Mm. Interesting. Six point five Greenborn. So I'm on iRun Guns, and it uh, it's telling me that I have to ship it to a dealer. They won't ship it to me. Call me I wonder huh. if I have to try to buy it through irunguns.ca. Yeah. Yeah. That was a right. calm link. I had. Anyway. Uh, any other questions, Adriel? I hope so. Uh, anyone know the availability of of a barrel wrench for the Colt IURs? Mine's, mine is now, but got to think future-wise someday. Mine is no. You're going to have to read that again. Mine is no. I'm, Mine's fine now, but in the future, if he wants to take the barrel off, he's going to need a barrel wrench. So they've got an integrated upper, right? Yes. Yeah. So monolithic. Hmm. I've never worked on one. I've, I haven't got a clue how you would take apart a monolithic upper. Well, you, th- you throw it away and you buy a new one. Gotcha. Disposable. <laughs> Next question. Officer <laughs> Frank would know. Officer Frank might know. I'll get Officer Frank to bring over one of the patrol carbines and... Uh, We'll go from there. Cool. All right. What's next? <clears throat> yep. I think uh, that's it. Like that's it for questions. We've been kind of uh, hitting them as we've been going along here. So oh, okay. uh, yeah, I think that's it for questions. I mean, just to show uh, the Ruger Precision, let me just yeah talk about that some more. Well, I wanted to talk about the difference, and ho- hopefully you guys can hear me over there while I grab this thing out of the safe. But the difference between like running a an aftermarket stock on your Precision rifle versus the uh, Ruger Precision, because this guy kind of sits like this is a, a Savage 10 in uh, uh, in an in a MDT chassis, and you can see that the action runs all on top here, and uh, you need to leave that space there. And this is actually like a really critical uh, area here, because if if there's if there isn't enough room here, I won't be able to pull my bolt out. This is actually the the version two or version three of this buttstock. The first one, this cheek rest was too close in, and so you couldn't remove the bolt. Whereas on the the Ruger Precision, since they built it from scratch, they uh, they just have this te- this bit telescope right into the stock, right? So that's one advantage of that versus like an aftermarket stock that you'd use, just because uh, it leaves you a little bit more room on the back and it's just a little bit tighter. Um, That's pretty too. <laughs> Wait, Billy. <laughs> what uh, what kind of scope is that? Uh, that's that Citron six to twenty four. It is a Citron, eh? Hmm. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. 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 Now is, you say uh, it weighs a ton. The rifle weighs a ton, just because it's it's got a really heavy barrel on it. Factory or something you put on? Fa- the barrel's factory. It's a Savage Ten TR. Oh. Oh, look at that. Yeah, so it's got a it's got a bit of weight to it, and uh, what caliber? Three weight. 
Really? I kind of want to. I kind of want to rebarrel it to six point five Creedmoor though. Yeah. Just for just for the better ballistics, uh, long range, and uh, yeah, just for, mo- mostly for the better ballistics. Yeah. I'm still rust. It's really comfortable. This is a really comfortable rifle to shoot. Like you can go prone with this thing all day long, and the scope the scope is really really clear. Uh, it's FFP, so you can run it at whatever zoom you want to. And this one is in. I think I got an MOA. Yeah, I've got an MOA marks. So I didn't want to do the mill thing. I've I've had mill scopes before, and uh, I don't know. I just think an MOA a little bit better. Um, what did you have really, that thing up to? Uh, I've had this thing up to right around 800 yards. And it's it's very easy to shoot at 800 yards uh, with this guy here. Actually, I don't bring a spotting scope to the uh, to the range anymore because I just use this thing at 24 times. I can see the holes from a 22 easily at 100 yards, 200 yards, no problem. So yeah. I just don't bother. Uh, a buddy of mine's got a Night Force SHV in a six to 24 as well. That's nice and clear. So if we're both out shooting at uh, uh, the place we typically shoot at, we shoot right around 500 yards. Uh, very easy to spot bullet hits with uh, with our with each other's scopes. So he can shoot, and then I'll watch, and I'll shoot, and he can watch. It's very easy. We don't need to do run a spotting scope or anything like that. We just run our our scopes on our rifles, and uh, it's very easy. How much for this for that scope? What do they go for those Citrons? About uh, eleven hundred bucks, twelve hundred bucks now. I mean, the the, the U.S. dollar is killing us right now. Yeah, so it's, it's about the same as the Vortex PST I'm looking at. Yeah, it's very similar. Uh, now the Vortex, uh, I believe it's got a zero stop on the uh, uh, elevation, whereas this guy doesn't. Um, I, when I compared them at the range, I kind of had a, I, I preferred this one just a little bit more in terms of clarity, but they're both really good scopes. The Vortex has a lifetime warranty, and that's like that's always worth something, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I like the look of that uh, that setup, Adriel, very much. It's a lot of fun to shoot at the range. Not a lot of recoil. I've got a brake on there. I don't even need one, but it just makes it so it doesn't recoil at all. Well, when I saw the brake, I assumed it was going to be 300 wind mag. But <laughs> uh, well, I had a 338 Lapua, uh, but shooting that thing at the range was just ridiculous. The people beside you is it was is real rude. Just a lot of uh, a lot of spray, a lot of muzzle blast out to the side. Whereas this one's just not that that bad. Yeah. Any anything else that you guys wanted to talk about? I'm just looking through the comments here. I don't see any of the questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce the miniature clone hanging on my shoulder here. That's a good idea. Do that. Yeah. Say hi, Mini Me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out just fine, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> can you hear them? Yeah, I can hear them. All right. There you go. So I got a clone on each shoulder. This is the evil clone. This is the wait. What? Yeah. Oh, this is the good one. I'd argue that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got, guys? Uh, David's just mentioning we're doing a, a, Canada, a Canada Guns talk show on uh, a Wednesday nights that's live as well. Uh, we just like did our first one kind of off the cuff last night, and uh, I think we're going to keep doing it. I think. David? Yes? No? That's like more of a that that's, that started with uh, Reddit. Um, so I think we're going to keep doing that. They, they have this thing called uh, Gun It Live that they do in the States, and we're kind of trying to do a Canadian version of that. So um, where, where can you log on to this? I guess we'll have to do a link somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. We've, been doing, we've been doing it all through Reddit, so we haven't, uh, oh, okay. we haven't done it on Facebook. or It doesn't really have a home right now other than Reddit, so uh, it's kind of specific to that platform. Uh, 
Kev7476 says, have you seen the Surefire Warden? They're starting to be imported and look pretty awesome. I have not. Let's see here. Blast diffuser. Okay, I'm going to screen share my screen here. And yeah, let's present that to everyone. I don't care about 50% off. Warden Blast Diffuser. I think uh-huh. that's the one. Ooh. Fancy. This looks like a quick disconnect there. Mm-hmm. One of those linear muzzle brakes or what? Muzzle brakes slash... Uh, I don't know. It's... Uh, yeah, I guess it would be one of those linear ones. We need suppressors in Canada. I don't know. I like that all these brakes cool. and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd just rather run a suppressor. Be nice if we could get them. Maybe if they get it enough in enough of the states, we'll be able to get some of them. Well, I think that SFRC is starting to import them. So is that just like a forward-facing muzzle brake, basically? It just redirects Ooh. all the blast downrange? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the idea. Cool. I got one of those for my 22, you know, because it's got such massive muzzle blast. <laughs> it's huge. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Awesome. I don't see any other uh, questions here, so we could probably go on to the next bit. The email? Yeah. Okay, well, let's do email then. Kelly, we haven't heard enough from you. Want to read this first one from Wayne? Sure. This is from Wayne. It says, Hi, Adriel. I heard you on Slamfire talking about the Partis in 20. It came in the same configuration as your 12-gauge. It works awesome. Would recommend one if you're in the need for a 20. Fit and finish seems to be nicer than your 12. I put some 3-inch turkey loads through it today. Unfortunately, not into a turkey. Maybe next time, that's for the review. Can't wait until the next episode of Slamfire. Thanks. From Wayne. Cool. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah. And that's what made me buy a 20-gauge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the idea of a same that 20-gauge is brilliant. Oh, I've got one boy that's eight. Uh, I got friends that have kids around the same age, so I'm thinking, well, maybe it'd be nice to have something that's a little bit lighter of a shotgun. I mean, the the weight savings you make on the shotgun kind of show up with with recoil anyway, so the recoil is probably going to be the same. But uh, it'd be nicer to have something that's a little bit lighter to pull up to the shoulder and that kind of thing, right? Yep. And I have I haven't owned a 20 gauge before, so I kind of wanted to get it just for that. Cool. Okay. All right. There's Trevor. a few more questions, sorry. Oh, didn't know. Huh? There's a few more questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Adriel, David wants to know what color Duracoat I should coat my 870. Pink, mm. purple, orange. Pink. Maybe a red. <laughs> Maybe like a Canada flag red. Canada no, flag red. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's liberal Bur- red. Burnt sienna. Burnt sienna. What is that? I don't know, beef. <laughs> you need man card infraction. That's not one of the 16 approved colors. (laughs) And I suppose a duvet is just a blanket? A what? A blanket. Thank you. That was almost two. You guys don't have any class. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Montreal Music Band mentions, if it directs the blast forward, doesn't that defeat the whole point of compensating for flip or lift? Yes. What Uh, is... It puts it puts the recoil straight back into the shoulder, rather than I think, rising. It's all. I think the point of them is that they've uh, uh, they direct the sound more to the front. They give a little bit more of a chamber for the sound to get into before it starts going out forward. So, it the, like the sound level is the same, but it directs more of it forward. But it doesn't do anything for recoil or anything like that. Oh, so they're just a, totally a sound thing, not a recoil thing whatsoever. I don't think so. 
But I know, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because my comp doesn't do anything for the sound, let me tell you. <laughs> Just increases it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's because the gas goes forward, hits the baffles, and then comes out the sides, and it and you know the sound pressure waves are coming out the sides as well. Whereas with this guy, like you're still throwing all your gas towards the front, so the recoil is all going to come back to the rear. But at least the sound has a little bit time to expand and start heading out to the front. At least that's the idea, right? Yeah, like you suppressor. A little bit. I mean, it, it doesn't suppress the sound at all. It just uh, oh, redirects it. That's the legal opinion that you need to keep. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The Crover says he's done lime green, pimp purple, and teal already. I've seen them. They're uh, what? What? Very what you said teal? What is that? That's a duck, right? Uh huh. Light blue. It's like Tiffany. I don't blue. think it's a color. I think it's a duck. Yeah. Yeah, it's an animal muffin's chocolate lab teal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to jump back to the uh, questions? Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the email? Yes. From James, oh. question. <laughs> what do you Oh, that was for Trevor. Notes? That was for Trevor. Oh, okay. All right. Because it's short. Trevor? Yeah, I'm scratching my nose. Uh, okay. Okay. James. So uh, this is uh, our buddy James who uh, took the shot class with us. Epic shooter James, big redhead guy. James the Ginger, that's what we'll call him, except not to his face. <laughs> <laughs> but Question. not to his face. <laughs> he's a big guy. Question. Oh, yeah, and he's the one that, never mind. He's got an interesting video that you want to see of you, Matthew. Oh, really? What is this? Uh, it's from the Daniel Shaw course. Oh, I'm probably not proud of that, am I? <laughs> no, you're not. Excellent. We're going to have to have words, you and I, next time we work together. Question. Question. What do you guys, uh, what do you run for earmuffs slash ear protection? Is there earmuffs that block out the sa- uh, block out the shot but pick up people's voices? Do you get what you pay for? What do you recommend? Cheers, James. Um, yes, electronic hearing protection. <laughs> yeah, Filthy's Helmet. Filthy's Helmet works really great. Filthy's Helmet works great for that. The blasters don't have much of a report, do they? No. How, how do I share my screen? Um... The little green arrow thing. So anyway, James, to answer your question, yes, electronic hearing protection amplify sounds up to a certain decibel and block out sounds over that decibel and uh, higher end provide better protection, longer battery life, other features. Um, they have the, the shallow cut so you can use them on a rifle. You get what you pay for with electronic air protection for sure. Can you see my screen, Trevor? Yes, I can. Can you read it? I also saw Adriel take a big bag of pills with his gun safe. Interesting. Uh, so, so, so do you see what do you see what's on my screen now, Trevor? Do I have to keep talking so you, so it stays Let up? Me, uh, here, I'll just lock you on there. There you're locked. Thank on. you. You seriously did that? <laughs> I beat you. I win. Oh man. <laughs> yes, you did. I I couldn't pull the trigger on it anyway. I spent like five hundred thirty-three dollars on reloading equipment and supplies this week. So. That's okay. I'll let you play with. It. Oh, there's my wife. She's angry. Jewel, <laughs> <laughs> he owns the company. He'll write it off. It's for test and evaluation. He, she can't hear you, but but uh, it's it's R and D. It's it's the company. The the uh, press check bought it. Got it. Got to make sure that the mags are work. Yeah. That'd or something. Not She's still you. very angry with me. <laughs> very angry. Oh, you saw Jewel scratching her nose too. She scratches it a lot. 
Oh, just since he was mentioning uh, earmuffs and ear protection, usually I just these aren't pills. I just I, I, I usually just use these guys here. Um, they're just silicone. Those are those uh, rubber earplugs. bullets, right? Yeah, rubber bullets. You put those in your ears and you put them in your gun when you need to use them. No, these are like I just get a big box of these uh, laser lights here. These work really well. Uh, I can use these indoors, um, and and they're they're really great. Uh, if I'm just shooting pistol at the, just at the pistol range. I might go with uh, uh, like a real light uh, earplug and some electronic hearing protection just because you can crank them up and you can hear people a little bit better. Uh, if I'm outdoor, if I'm on the shotgun range, shotguns aren't as loud either, and I'll, I'll use uh, electronic there. And a couple of examples of that would be like these uh, Caldwell Emacs. These are really cheap. Um, they don't really block that much. I think they're like 23 decibels or 23 NRR. Um, and as you can see here, the, the little fluffy parts on the mic kind of fall off all the time. Uh, these guys are really popular. These are the Howard Lay uh, Impact Sports. Yeah, and they're those really, are the ones I use. Yeah, they're really nice because they like. Wait, tell the story right about how like you that. got yours, Trevor. I found them. <laughs> I'm still waiting for somebody to call up and go, "Yeah, I was at SummerSlam last year. Did you find any electronic hearing protection?" The call hasn't come, so. <laughs> so they're still yours. So I keep them in my range bag and on my head. That yeah, way where they are when the owner calls. Now I don't know if you found this, Trevor. These these are really nice for their compactness, but the uh, the ear cups themselves are a little bit thin, and uh, these are just a few years old, and they start getting like really inflexible. Uh, so if you put like uh, eye eye protection on, they don't really seal very nicely around them, and. Uh, yeah, you basically need it'll it'll work for like something where you need just light attenuation, but anything more than that, you need to run, you need to double up. Mm. And then I've got uh, these guys here as well. This is like a nicer ear cup here. You can compare the uh, the width there on these two, and you can see that this one's quite a bit wider and it's quite a bit squishier, and it clamps as well uh, a lot, like yeah. tighter. Cup, cup, cup size, cup size is important, Adriel. <laughs> and apparently this bigger the better. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, you were saying something? I asked Adriel which ones they were. How much are they? Uh, these are Axle Sport Ear M4s. These have like the quad microphones. They've got like microphones on the front and the mm -hmm. back of each cup. I think they're about uh, 80 bucks. They but they sell an M2 that's like 50 bucks. So it's like the same price as one of these guys. Okay. But uh, it doesn't fold down quite as nice. It does like this yoga pose to the side, whereas these ones kind of like cram down a little bit better. Is that a downward facing dog? What is that? <laughs> I think that, what would that? Is there is there one that looks like that in yoga? I don't know. There is a Vipana. <laughs> yeah. So Kelly, Anyways. I'm looking. Kelly, you have a pair of these Caldwell Emacs. Yeah. Yeah. Do I you do. have the low profile or the regular ones? I have two different types, so they're, yeah, I carry an extra pair in case somebody else doesn't uh, have Right, any. so are they low profile or are they regular they're, ones? They're the regular ones, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm wondering if those ones work better than the low profile ones. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've also got uh, just a pair of passive uh, headsets here. And uh, these things are old as dirt, but they work so good. They've got a big, big cup on them. Right. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't help with the cheek weld, but uh, well, that's the that's what I'm trying to figure out. Should I get the low profile ones so I can use them for shotgunning and ARing as well, or do I get the the big ones and just use them for handgun? But that being said, if I get just the big ones, the low profile ones are probably adequate for handgun shooting. Right. One will only do one firearm. The other one will do all firearms. So even if I have to put in a pair of foamies underneath them, 
Yep. I would at least get the the benefit of the electronics if uh, with a low profile ones, and I can still shoot long guns with them. And the electronics work well. Like when I turn yep. mine on, I can hear the wind going through the trees. I can hear the sound of my feet on the ground. Lucky. Do you so know when, if yours are low profile, Trevor? Uh, yeah. Like show them again, Adriel, the ones that I use. These guys here. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. very low profile. Uh, they don't attenuate that much, but uh, you you could use these hunting. So if you have like a braked hunting rifle, right, uh, you could wear something like this and uh, and still hunt and not damage your your ears as like well as much I guess. As much, uh, yeah. Adriel, I was thinking of wearing them for hunting for no other reason. If I'm sitting in a tree stand and I turn them on, it's amplified my hearing of regular sounds. I could hear a deer coming sooner. Yeah. Yeah, and every, squirrel, every squirrel for four kilometers will sound like a buck of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and your porcupines will sound like bears, like trudging yeah. through the woods and that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, that's that's why they've got these uh, these ones that have like uh, microphones on on both sides of the cup, because they with have these stereo ones, hearing. Well, uh, these are stereo. These these right. have microphones on both cups, and and so do these guys. But the, these guys have them on the front and back of, of your cups, Ooh. so you can actually get directionality. You can you can hear like, without with just these ones, you can't. You just hear. Tell. Yeah, you can't tell where it's coming from, whether it's behind you or in front of you. Yeah. It's like a uh, set of gaming headsets. Well, with with gaming heads, it's the same thing. If you move your head a little bit, and and you can hear something, and, and you just don't know if it's if it's in front of you or behind you, but you but you kind of roughly know uh, which side it's on. Uh, if you move your head a little bit, you can hear it, but that doesn't help you if it was just a sudden sound and then it's gone. That's right. So the idea with uh, uh, Walker makes these too, the, these quad microphone uh, headsets. The idea here is that with the quads, you can uh, pick it up and you'll know if it's behind you or ahead of you, and you'll you'll be able to locate uh, uh, which direction it is, right? Gotcha. That's yeah. cool. So yeah. what? those must be quite a bit more expensive then. Uh, yeah, well, these guys are like, uh, 80, 90 bucks kind of a thing. Oh, okay. So about twice as much as the $40 ones that Kelly was, uh... The Caldwell's? Yeah. 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 $40 ones are fine. Right. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm, I'm not, yeah. not going to hunt with it, so it's not a big deal. I really don't need the directional hearing. But uh, that is a cool feature for people who, who would. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, any other comments, or should we do the next email? Yeah, we got okay. a couple more comments here. Sure, okay. go for it. Uh, Montreal Music Band is just mentioning he uses the foam rollies all the time. Yeah, they, they're they're nice. They don't interfere with any kind of cheek weld. And uh, it, it's been like 28, 29 every, like, every day here in the last little bit here in Edmonton. That's super hot here. And wearing headsets, you sweat so much in that ear cup. Uh, but with, with earplugs, you don't you don't sweat as much, right? So right. that's, that's kind of nice uh, as well with, uh, with the rollies. Uh, yeah, the, the, the only downside to putting in the the passive protection, like earplugs and whatever, is, you know, if you're on a range and you're talking with people, you're, you know, for instance, Trevor and I are going to be instructing here in the next couple of, couple of weeks or months or whatever it is till we get out to Alberta. You know, I want to be able to hear people while I still have ear protection on because you never know when somebody's going to fire off around, right? At least in our classes, we never know because we got no control over the students, right? <laughs> None. <laughs> Everybody's all like, it's, "It's all like, do I shoot this bang now or do I wait till later?" Like, we don't know. We we usually show up in Kevlar, but you know, whatever. Yeah, we like it better that way. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely better for that. If you can, um, uh, if if you're not indoors and you're on just just pistols around you, yeah, definitely the electronics are uh, are good enough. 
Um, it's when you when you're indoor with rifles or indoor with braked uh, rifles. That's when they're not what? enough. You need no. That's you need right. That, that's that's well. when you definitely need to have the the in your ear canal plus something over top. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Liam was asking if you if any of you record your hunts and what camera you use. I recorded all of my uh, archery bow hunting for a black bear and nothing fancy, like whatever I had. As a matter of fact, I think my first black bear was recorded on a camera that ran a, a, a VHS tape. Like, it, <laughs> Well, you are 50 years old. No, no, I'm not. But um, Your camera is. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that one was. Um, then after that, it was just uh, some kind of Canon. Yeah, nothing. Just like a, you know, oh, I don't know, I think it was like 250 bucks at the source or Walmart or something. I don't know. So you don't you don't put like an action camera on the side of your hat or anything and, and hunt that way? No, I just have um, somebody in another tree stand usually right. filming the, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I've recorded one hunt, and it was just my cell phone kind of hanging out of my pocket, sort of like a chest body cam view. And that's actually on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. Uh, it, it gets quite a few hits, actually. It's called The Grouse Hunt or something like that. And uh, it's basically just me thrashing through the woods, and at the end of it, I finally get a bird, but I don't even get that on camera because I was like, fine, there's no birds out here today. And I turned it off and started walking home, and there it was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Yeah, I got a... A bow-mounted one would be really interesting because there's I, I've I've got a couple grouse with bow and that would be a really cool one if I could get like a mount on one to. It'd be to really get, cool like, to a... put the camera on the arrow. <laughs> you <laughs> can get, get a riser. pretty small camera. You can get riser mounted cameras. You can get stabilizer mounted cameras. Mm-hmm. GoPros. Yeah. That would be yeah, cool. Exactly. As long as you remembered to kind of hold on to your bow once you release the shot long enough to actually catch the arrow in the air doing its business because. Most of the time, I've seen Trevor shoot professionally, or officially, or whatever he does, competitionally. That's a word, competitionally? Sure. Yes. And no, competitively is not the right word. It's it's competitionally. <laughs> Within the context of competition, he has seen me release an arrow. Yes, that that's probably what I'm trying to say. And and when you, when you lose the arrow, your bow just sort of falls. Like, you're not actually holding on to it. It's Correct. just... It just and so if you put a camera on that, it's like, oh, look, there's the animal. There's the ground. Yep. And, and then it comes back up. Oh, the animal's down. Wow. Thanks for that kill shot. No, you're right. It's not like a rifle-mounted cam. So you might want to, if you're archery hunting, you might want to head cam it. Yeah. Or, or maybe yeah. crossbow it instead because crossbows you wouldn't drop after you shoot them. Well, most people don't. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, what kind of camera? <laughs> You know, whatever was available. Yeah. Cool. All right. There's lots now that they can get. Mm. Yeah. GoPro. Yeah, GoPro, right? Exactly. GoPros are good. I, I run contours whenever I'm using action cameras, but that's only because that's what I have. How are we doing on questions or emails? I'm, I'm running out of battery. Okay. Well, we, we better wrap this up quick then. Any Any other quick comments before we move on to our last email? Yeah, there's just one from Mark here, and he's just mentioning he wears uh, uh, custom fit earplugs. They go in really easy, they're comfortable, and then uh, just uh, some uh, uh, headphones on top of that. So that's okay. another option out there as well. Cool. Okay, well, this last email comes to us from Jason Philp, and we sent last week a, a, a request out to all of the listeners who are going to be attending the pistol course uh, with Trevor and I, asking them what they'd like to learn. And Jason Philp replied with, I would like to learn proper stance, proper grip, draw, 
a better appreciation for the work of art that my 1911 is. Slow fire accuracy, rapid follow-up shots um, are areas that I need improvement in. Also, some classroom time that emphasizes the value of fine walnut stocks and how they provide to the accuracy and coolness of 1911s. Thirdly, some lessons on the appreciation of the finer points of Lagavulin. <laughs> the only thing you missed there, uh, Philip, is uh, we're going to have, like, we're, we're going to do all that, but we're also going to have an SKS uh, workshop. And it, it helps you make your involve... SKS actually sh- hit something when you yeah, press trigger. It's, it's an SKS accurizing course. Right. And what it does is you throw out the SKS uh-huh. and you get yourself any got... other gun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, see, Filthy took off his drinking helmet. Now he's got on his official helmet. <laughs> nice. All right. Let well, me cut uh, back on the uh, booze. I have to exercise tonight. <laughs> Just run around the Death Star a few times. Oh, wait, we blew that up. By exercise, he means eat donuts and watch TV. Exactly. <laughs> I bet you this is Bolivar. No, Probably. Well, while we're taking this phone call from Bolivar, uh, if you'd like to email the show, you can send an email to salamfireradio at gmail.com, and we may even read it. iTunes reviews. Um, Thank you, we, we have one. We and do. It's, it's short. It's sweet. It's from Mark K9, uh, and he gives us five stars, and he titles it, Very Good Show. The review is, I'm a listener from the U.S. Great show. Keep it up. Thank you. We appreciate that. We're sorry for tonight's show, but I'm sure the rest of them are a little bit better. <laughs> this one had its moments. I had a few moments. It's our first time. Hey. Yeah. All right. So we've got a couple shootouts. Oh, shoutouts. <laughs> I'll take the first one. Uh, shout out to Wayne for letting me know about that 20 gauge and uh, the fact that it had a, a, a full rail instead of iron sights. So I had ordered the two SSs and uh, I just called up Wholesale Sports and added on that. SL and 20 gauge. So now I'm going to get into 20 gauge. Yep. And I have one. Cool. Sorry. I stepped on you. No, I stepped on you. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I have a shout out to uh, everybody in Fort McMurray or they're actually probably not Fort McMurray. I'm sorry about that. Those who were in Fort McMurray. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody's helping out and reaching out to them, especially like Jay Hines and that as well. I just wanted to say, Hey, and uh, yeah, give me a little bit of a shout out. So we're thinking about you. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Well, please join one of our National Firearms Associations. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jewel has a message for Trevor, so I'll keep talking while she holds up holds up the sign for Trevor. He's laughing. He's reading it. And now... And now... And then... No more in that. <laughs> You're going to have to watch the video, listeners, if you want to get that joke. <laughs> All right, so please join one of our National Firearms Associations, such as the CCFR or the CSSA. It's important to support those who support us, especially with a liberal majority government that we have now. So they can do bad things, so let's make sure they don't. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We have a forum over there, and we love interacting with you, the listener. Also, please like us on Facebook, if you would. We're up to 1,426 likes and 97 thumbs up. We have five gold stars and counting, two flukes, two manatee flippers, and a partridge in a pear tree. Actually, we don't have a partridge in a pear tree yet, but uh, one one day we'll get one. So, um, from all of us here at Slamfire Radio, live edition, 
and filthy uh-huh. of course he gives us his thumbs up as well and jewel the uh the ever-present background with extra guns and notes for trevor and, and, and wore every shirt in her dresser. And she wore every 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 gun shirt that she's got. And thanks for listening. I'll let the rest of the host sign off now. Good night, everyone. Later. Good night. Keep it classy, you guys. The Empire Rocks. <laughs> so if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.